0: What is going on, you guys? Welcome back to the first episode this week of the greatest podcast on turf. I'm Anthony. I'm Ryan. And as you guys know, it's football season. It's the first official football season that we will be doing the greatest podcast on turf. Those of you that may know me have been following us since the beginning. We started at a weird time for a primarily football podcast. We started at the very beginning of the playoffs, the end of last season. So with that being said... Our football schedule starting next week, this week is a little weird because some of the episodes we want to do, we can't, such as recap of the week before, waiver wire pickups, and all that. So starting very next week, Tuesdays, we're posting a podcast and a YouTube video. Wednesdays, we're posting another YouTube video. And then Thursdays, we'll be posting another podcast and another YouTube video. So starting next week, three YouTube videos, two podcasts every week. Because it's football season, we have a lot of content we want to bring you guys. And for this week's episode of the podcast, me and Ryan are starting our own one-on-one podcast, going against each other, picking the game type of deal. You want to explain how we're doing it? Yeah, so we're going to be doing, we're going to put $5 in every single week. And then at the end of... Week 17, we're going to see who has picked more games correctly. So every week we're going to go in, say who's going to win the games, not by the spread, just going to say who's going to win. We're going to keep track of it. At the end of the year, who has more wins gets the pot. It's about $170, bucks, yep. 85 profit. So with that being said. Shall we get into it real quick? We have a sponsor, Little Italy Pizzeria. They got the best cheesesteaks, the best pizza in Delaware. We're sitting in the restaurant right now. It's comfortable. Come get yourself a cheesesteak. Slice of pizza, a Coke. Enjoy yourself. Yeah, pretty much. Ryan said it all. Literally, it's the spot in Townsend. Um, The spot in the state, actually. (laughs) Come through. We have amazing food. We have beer and wine options if you're of age as well. If you want to come and have a nice dinner or a drink with your family, watch some football games because we do have TVs at the bar. Come in. Have a beer while you eat your cheesesteak or pizza. TV everywhere you look. Watch some football. Hang out with me. Hang out with Ryan if he's here. But yeah pretty much I'm um, you ready to get into it? I don't think there's much news I mean not really. the only news is it's football time and it's it's time football to make time these picks. and let's friggin' go yo sorry shall we start with Thursday's game we have to all right so start off we got the Dallas Cowboys going to face the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa Bay on Thursday night so just to throw it out there the over under that game is 52 Tampa, 7.5-point favorite. Dallas is 7.5-point underdogs. If you want our thoughts on the spread and all that stuff, kind of link in our bio for our YouTube video, actually. Smooth like skipping. Every week we're going to be doing our best bets, our favorite picks against the spread, our favorite over-unders, and our favorite bets that we will be making on our parlay cards that we fill out every Sunday morning. Um, Dallas Cowboys, Tampa Bay Bucks. It's your boys. I'll let you start with this one. Yeah, so I think this could potentially be very ugly for the Dallas Cowboys. I think that we're going to start off slow because of Dak Prescott not playing that much. I mean, he hasn't played football in about a year, give or take. He got hurt in what week four or something like that of last year. So it's been a long time since he's played football. The offensive line is banged up as always. Uh, the defensive defensive backs are young. We don't have good defense in general. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are Super Bowl defenders. They're having their Super Bowl ceremony. They're getting their rings. I don't think we're going to spoil that parade. I mean, there is a small chance that the Dallas Cowboys do a Dallas Cowboy thing and go blow the Buccaneers out and then continue to be 8-8-1. But I think the most likely case here is Tampa Bay gets out early. Dallas Cowboys kind of fight back in the third fourth quarter, just kind of score points in garbage time, and nobody really cares about this game because – yeah, that's <laughs> no, that's fair. Um, I do like Tampa Bay in this game as well, so I will be taking the Tampa Bay Bucks. Did I you will also so? be Tam- Tam- so Tampa. Bay. Tampa. Yeah. Okay, now that's a that's a fair assumption. Um, I guess this will be one of those games where I have a feeling we're going to see a lot of where we agree on some, but there may be some we definitely disagree on. That's fair. This but, one we're definitely going to agree on because I'm oh, not yeah. I'm not bold. <laughs> no, I, I mean I I see the vision and I see why you can be bold because it is your boys, but I appreciate you being real. I appreciate you being I mean, it wouldn't surprise me one bit for us to go out there and blow them out and still go 8-8. That's fair. It wouldn't surprise me at all. <laughs> no, I mean, that would be the Dallas Cowboys thing to do. It would be the NFC East thing to do. Exactly. <laughs> so, but it, I mean, I that's it. fair. I'll take Tampa Bay. Should be an offensive shootout, I hope. They're, like I said, there's a chance Dallas starts out slow, but I think that they're going to score points. I don't yeah, think Tampa's going to blow them out the whole entire game. I think,
1: I mean, be if Tampa's nice. defense
0: comes to play. I think they'll be nice in the second yeah. half and let us get a couple touchdowns, I hope. Um, Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully it don't get too ugly for you boys. But, no, nah, I mean, I'll leave it with Tampa Bay. You pretty much covered it all. So um, I say we move on to the next game on the slate, the Seattle Seahawks versus the Seattle Seahawks going, traveling across country to Indianapolis to play the Colts. Do you have the um, spread on that one? What's the spread on that? The Seahawks are two-and-a-half point favorites and the over-under is set at 48-and-a-half. Over under 40 and a 40.5, this is an interesting one to me. I personally, I took Seattle, and I'm going to be willing to bet you took Seattle as well. Yes, sir. Just because the lack of firepower that Colts have on offense, because the injury concerns, because of the COVID concerns, and just because of all of the drama, I guess, or just all the, everything that's happened with the Colts' this offseason so far, they've already had so much adversity, I guess you could say, and it's not even week one. Carson Wentz has already had a surgery, and got COVID, and it's the season didn't even start yet. But I guess that's a Carson Wentz thing to do. Um, personally, if you didn't see our YouTube video, you'll find out what spread we took on this game, who we like against the spread, the over-under stats, all that. Be sure to check that out. But, yeah, um, I like the Seahawks in this one personally. I don't think the Colts can hang with the Seahawks, DK Metcalf, Russell Wilson, Tyler Xavier Rhodes is going to have to lock down DK Metcalf. And I'm not sure he still has it in him. Xavier Rhodes hasn't been good about what five what's it, five years now? But he was really good when he was good. Oh, he was good when he was good, <laughs> but now he's sorry. He's yeah, like the Colts, Sherman and I'm not Sherman, Josh Norman and The Colts, I mean they still have pieces on defense, obviously, Buffner and Darius Leonard, but yeah. I think the Seahawks win. They just have the They have a better team. I was gonna say superpower, but I ain't the right word. The um X Factor? No, it's the 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 firepower. The firepower. The right? firepower yeah. to go ahead and score on any type of defense. And I think that the Seahawks, they will. I see the Colts having a slow start, similar to the Cowboys, where they're just not going to click. Carson Wentz hasn't connected with these receivers. And even if he connected with T.Y. Hilton, <laughs> T.Y. Hilton's hurt. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, how much of a connection did you make with Michael Pittman and Paris Campbell? Probably not that much. Uh, I think the Seahawks win this game pretty easily just because of the fact that the Colts – No chemistry. Maybe they'll run the ball, and maybe they'll be able to make something happen. Because I don't think the Seahawks defense is, you know, all that. They got Jamal Adams, Bobby Wagner, but that's kind of where it runs out. But now, I mean, it kind of surprises me that um, Seattle's only two and a half point favorites. I guess the um, Vegas has given the Colts defense a lot of props. Well, they're saying it's at home with the Colts defense, and they think they're going to be able to run the ball. That, I mean, that's fair, but run, like I said on YouTube, running the ball only gets you so far against these good offenses. That's fair. I mean, Russell Wilson's going to be in a dome, so I'm sure he's yeah. going to be able to let it fly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jonathan and, um, Taylor better start running. I don't know. Behind a banged-up offensive line, may I add, if I didn't already throw that yeah. in there. But, yeah, I mean, I think this easy first two games, Bucs, Seahawks, we both agree. And um, I have a feeling we're going to agree on this third game as well. Jaguars at Houston. Gotcha. <laughs> another game we touched on you, on another game that we touched on YouTube again. Jaguars are three point favorites. Over under is 44 and a half. I don't like betting the over-under on sorry games like this, so I'm going to just leave that one. But, I mean, I, if you watch YouTube, you know I took the Jags, my three-and-a-half-point favorites. I took that all day. I'll be taking that on my parlay sheet Sunday. Simple. Trevor Lawrence killed it against Dallas's defense, backups, whoever the heck they were playing. And, I mean, those guys are better than what Houston is going to be able to put on the field on Sunday. So that's how I'm looking at it. I get it's a rivalry game, and that's a good point you brought up on YouTube. I get it. And believe me, I do. But it's the Houston Texans we're talking about. And if it comes down to it, I would like a Trevor Lawrence-led team versus a Tyrod Taylor-led team seven out of seven days of the week. For Enough me, uh, I, I personally think the Jaguars will win this game, but like I'm, I'm a, I'm a believer in like emotions, I guess you can say. And the Texans, they have the chip on their shoulder. Like the Jaguars, they brought in a college football head coach. They brought in Tim Tebow. The Texans are the laughing stock of the NFL, and these guys are still professional athletes. They're still grown men. Yeah. It's a rivalry game. I don't see this being a blowout, personally, just because, like I said, it's a rivalry game. I'm completely staying away from it. I could see the Texans end up pulling out a close one against the Jaguars because I don't think either team is that good. I'll be very surprised the if Texans pull suck. this one out there. The The roster of the Texans absolutely suck, but I don't know if they're going to be able to – they might be, like, Scrappy enough to just pull it out because they're that mad that everybody keeps saying they suck. I mean Tyrod Taylor's been disrespected the last seven years. He might feel some type of way about it. I don't know. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion, even if it's wrong. I'm still taking the Jaguars, <laughs> but I could. I don't. I like. I think it's three points for a reason.
1: You that, know what I mean? Like,
0: I, yeah, they must see something too. I think that's it. They win. Jags win this game by more than three. It's in Houston. Jags win this game by more than three. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> in, if I play Madden, yes. Like in theory, like if you simulate it, yes, hundred percent. But we should have beat too late <laughs> uh, by more than five. Fair enough. <laughs> that's that's where I'm at. I did want to touch on that at the beginning of the podcast. I don't. Oklahoma beat. There was, me. and then there was a. There was like a. Uh, FBS school, would be? Montana beat Washington. <laughs> yeah. See? <laughs> Montana beat Washington. That wasn't supposed to happen, but it did. <laughs> yeah. Probably I saw this thing. It was like Montana got like $695,000 to play against Washington week one. And just because to give Washington that week one momentum, whatever, because they got put on their schedule and they lost. That's, <laughs> they did not do their job. <laughs> All I know is um, Brandon Radley-House, former Oklahoma Sooner, had a good game. So He sucks. Get out of here. All right, um, and I think this is going to be the first game we disagree on. Eagles are going to, to Atlanta to play the Falcons Sunday afternoon. Who do you got and why? I got Philly because I think Philly is better than Atlanta because I think Atlanta, the only thing that they have is Grady Jarrett, Matt Ryan, and Calvin Ridley, and that's about it. I personally think that the Eagles, I know they're not very good. I know they haven't been good for a while. But the problem with the Eagles is they're always hurt. Week one, they're not hurt. Yeah, fair. (laughs) I mean, Darius Slay might be able to put up something against Calvin Ridley. I know Calvin Ridley is the better receiver. I'm not saying he's going to lock down Calvin Ridley. But he's something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then... I don't think the Falcons' defense is going to say anything about Philly's bad offense because I think their defense is that bad. I mean, they got Grady Jarrett and Deion Jones, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, AJ Terrell was horrid right last year. He wasn't special, but I mean, he was okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, in theory, but the Eagles, I, I just see him winning. I think the run game's going to work for him. I also think Jalen Hurts is going to be able to tear up the Falcons in a run game just because they suck against Russian quarterbacks they did last year. I think they will again this year. I think they're going to draw something up where they win, personally. That's how I feel. No, I mean, that's fair, and I see the vision on that, but I personally took the Atlanta Falcons just because the way the Eagles Falcons usually go, when the Falcons go to Philly, they lose. When the Eagles go to Atlanta, they lose. So it's like they're going to Atlanta. They have, Atlanta has home field advantage. I think that – I think Atlanta's offense is good enough to withstand the Eagles' offense if the Eagles' offense can somehow, if the Eagles, if the Eagles' offense come, let me put it this way, if the, Philly comes out and scores a lot of points, I think Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts, Russell Gage, and Mike Davis can you did go not just toe to Russell Gage and Mike Davis. I definitely did. I think that they could go. I think that the I think Atlanta can hang with Philly if it gets to a shootout. One hundred percent. That's all Matt Ryan's good for is throwing the ball. Yeah, but the thing is, the Falcons have literally nothing on defense, and the Eagles have the Eagles have a better defense and probably a more balanced offense. They don't have the firepower. I'll give you that. But they're more balanced than Falcons who have no offensive line going against Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham, who I know are 100 years old. but <laughs> They're always good for week one of the season. I'm not as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was, so <laughs> that's kind of where it is. Nah. This is one of those games – that could go either way. I've will. we I've been talking about on the podcast always, when the when the bottom five, six, seven teams of the league play each other, there's just games that could go either way. That's why it's so hard to bet on. But give me Philly. Give me Atlanta. I'll leave it at that. Our first disagreement. We'll be keeping track. Moving on to the next one. This game was honestly the hardest. This game was probably two or three hardest games for me to decide on this week who I think is going to win. The Los Angeles Chargers go into Washington to play the Washington football team. There was about three games that I was like, damn. I was thinking about this on a hard time. About though. three or four. It was this game, the Vikings-Bengals game, the Browns-Chiefs game, and the Cardinals-Titans game. Those were all games I was like, damn, like, this is hard. But nah. Chargers football team, over-under it's looking like 44-and-a-half, and the Chargers are one-point favorites. Yeah. I want you to start with this one because I want to hear your thoughts. Basically, I was actually thinking about this because the Chargers are traveling all the way across the country to go play Washington. I think that's a, I think that's big. I personally hate picking teams that travel across the country. I'm still taking the Chargers. And I'm not. And he's not. Um, the Chargers, look, they get banged up every year. They're not going to be banged up week one. Derwin James is going to play. They got Bosa. That's I know almost where it runs out. They got Kenneth Murray. They still have Chris Harris, I believe. They got Asante Samuel Asante Jr. Asante Samuel Jr. Chris, Jr. Chris Harris is still there, even though he's about 100 years old. It's fair. But yeah. he's still there. Um, yeah, and then the offensive side, they got Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler. They're all healthy. I just think that they have more firepower than the Washington football team. I get the Washington football team as a great defense. I completely understand that. The only problem with me is I'm not sure how that offense is going to run. You got a new quarterback in there week one. I'm not sure if it's going to work out for him. There's a question mark there, and the Chargers don't have that question mark. They have their quarterback. He was there all last year. He did pretty good, and this is the second year. This is where you take that step up. They got the the – the Chargers got the best players in the game. They got Keenan Allen, Derwin James. I know they got – I know Washington got Chase Young, but – Keenan Allen, Thurman James, and Joey Bosa. I think they can put it together and go ahead and win a game. So that's why I'm taking the Chargers. That's fair. I took Washington, and I'm real quick. I just um, I'm on Twitter real quick, and apparently, Ravens this, extended Mark Andrews. That's what I was gonna say. Mark Andrews just got paid big time. You hear the phone ringing? Yep. They hear it on the mic too. Um, and apparently the Steelers are, are beefing with T.J. Watt because they don't want to pay him. <laughs> Contact. More on the story. Um TJ Watt and the Steelers are entering crunch time. If a deal gets done, Watt would become the highest paid defensive player in history. But there are some hurdles that have to be cleared. He's not a captain, TJ Watt. He did not make captain. Um He's not participating in team drills. And it is week one. He's doing individual drills. Um. Yeah. So, trouble in paradise for Pittsburgh, who we'll touch on in actually the next game after I talk about Washington and why they're going to beat the Chargers week one. Go ahead. Back on topic, Washington Chargers. I think Washington can pull this one out. I do. Like you said, the Chargers are coming cross country. It is week one. Weather is not a factor. Travel fatigue is a factor. And I just think Washington's defense is extremely good. I think this comes down to Herbert and Keenan Allen versus the best defense in football. And I'll take that defense any day of the week. Washington, they have a top defense. Other guys, but I do agree Fitzpatrick is a wild card. Fitzpatrick is an extreme question mark, but you got to think Fitzpatrick's always good the first few weeks of the season. And then he kind of comes back down to earth. This is one of those games that really could go either way. I'm, I'm very high on both teams, I am. I'm just a little bit higher on Washington than the Chargers, so I will go ahead and I did take Washington. That's fair. I went with the safe route and a quarterback that I feel Comfortable with. way more confident yeah. in. No, that's fair, and I I, I see the vision. I, I This one was a toss-up for me for a while. Yeah, I was actually. honestly thinking about it. If it was in Chargers, it wouldn't have been a toss-up, but traveling across the country, I'm kind of. Yeah, it's uh, this is, uh, I'm, I will be flipping to this channel occasionally on Sunday. Not in my house. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Moving on. Speaking of Pittsburgh, Steelers travel to Buffalo. Bills are six and a half point favorites. Over/under is forty-eight and a half. Give me Buffalo all the way. As we just said, in the middle of talking about the um, Chargers and football team, the Steelers are a poverty franchise, and they suck. With all that being said, I think this is going to be a close game. Personally, I I think it's going to be. and the six-and-a-half-point favorite that the Bills are. They are in Buffalo, so that is a huge advantage for the Bills. That's probably three points right there in the spread. The Steelers, I like the Steelers this year. I personally do. I think they're going to have a fine offense in order to make things happen, and I think their front seven is great as long as T.J. Watt doesn't hold out because that would be a pretty big blow. Yeah. But with that being said, I still took the Bills to win this one. They just have much more firepower, and the defense is pretty good also. Their secondary is better. I get it. Their front seven definitely isn't better, but their secondary is better. Josh Allen is better than Big Ben. Stephon Diggs is better than all three of those guys combined. (laughs) Uh, Give me the Bills, but it's not really saying much. The Bills are a top three team in AFC. Um, Yeah, so give me the Bills, but give me the Steelers plus six and a half. But I'm taking the Bills away. No, that's fair. I like that. Um, I think. I'll, I took Buffalo as well, but I took Buffalo minus six and a half because I think they will win this game by more than a touchdown. That's a lot with two great defenses, so I don't know how it's going to play. Yeah, but I mean, you think about it. If the final score is 28 21, there you go. <laughs> Thanks. Great math. If I'm just saying. It's 7 0. It, yeah, <laughs> so I'll say that. It's, um, <laughs> but now, nah, the way I'm looking at it is Steelers fell apart late in the season last year. They didn't get much better in the offseason, really. They still kind of kept the same nucleus, lost big pieces. They did bring in Najee, who I think, as I've come to realization and I've thought about it, he will be a bigger part in this offense than I initially thought. Apparently, they have a couple of good offensive linemen who have been playing good in the preseason so far. Apparently. <laughs> that bias. Speaking of serious, now we will be having AJ back on the podcast as well. Um, he AJ will be back on the podcast October, Tuesday, October 5th. He'll be back on the podcast with us. Be on the lookout for that. We argued that last time. That is the week the Steelers play the Broncos. We will be arguing that one. I already know because we did last time. I'm sure we will. But now I like Buffalo. I think I don't want to say it's a cakewalk for Buffalo, but I kind of I think it's going to be a dog fight. Personally, that's kind of where I'm at. Two stud defenses. Yeah, but like you said, Buffalo is better at about all spots except the defensive line. Well, I, I mean, think, I think I personally think that the Steelers can probably run the ball in Buffalo, possibly. You gotta think, though. Buffalo made that a top priority. Their offseason was their defensive. Buffalo line. can do one thing against the Steelers, and that's it. That's pass. So uh, that's, I think they're gonna. St- I, th- I don't think Steelers are gonna get blown out by Buffalo. I don't. See I'm not a saying a lot either. I'm just saying I don't think that this game. I think this is gonna be a very good game, and we will be watching this game. Yes, we will. Probably- anyway and I lose. I think, it's, I think it's closer than six and a half. Personally, but I still got the Bills. I don't think so. I think it's close, but not closer than seven. <laughs> Whatever. So we'll leave it at that. And um the next game, we're about halfway through the slate of games now. The San Francisco 49ers at the Detroit Lions. This is a game that Ryan liked, and I also kind of agreed. The spread is um, 49ers are 7.5-point favorites. Over-under is 45.5. Give me the 49ers minus 7.5 on this one. Just because Jared Goff sucks. Detroit is a bottom-five team in football. They're still a couple years away from maybe being good. Um, 49ers are coming back healthy. Jimmy Garoppolo just got named the starter a little bit ago. Don't like that, but I saw it coming. And I just think that the 49ers are overall a lot better than this Detroit Lions football team. Yeah, I think the 49ers are going to hit the ground running. Battle of injuries last year. They have to get out to a hot start this year, and they were blessed enough to get the Detroit Lions week one. They'll run over them, I hope. Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Raheem Mostert, the stud offensive line, Nick Bosa, Fred Warner. It shouldn't be close against. Jared Goff, Amiraz St. Brown, and Jeff Akuta. <laughs> nah, that's fair. <laughs> This division is going to be tough. These games are going to be like – they're going to have – the teams in this division are going to have to win these easy games just because how close it's going to come down to. Like Seahawks play the Colts. Bears play – or Rams play the Bears should be a win. Seahawks play the Colts should be a win. The only other game in the, – the only tough game in this division this week is Titans-Cardinals, which i will touch on in a little bit. But these teams in this division can't afford to lose. So this yep. is going to be a very fun division of football to watch. I won't be watching this game personally, but I will be keeping an eye on the NFC West this season. I agree 100%. Um, yeah, I don't have much to say about the 49ers-Lions, though. Um, now, this next game, very, very, very tough game for me to talk about. The Minnesota Vikings traveling to the Cincinnati Bengals. I think, what is it? i what are the Vikings? The Vikings are three-point favorites. This one, this was a very, very tough one for me. This is two high-power offenses going. Once I saw that Trey Waynes was out, I made my pick, and I was at Yeah, that's about that's what I was getting into. <laughs> this is two high-power offenses and two mid-defenses going at it. But as Ryan just hinted, the Cincinnati Bengals lost Trey Waynes for Week One. So there goes my pick. The Minnesota Vikings take this one week one. It's going to be tough for the Bengals to play against the play against Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen without their cornerback number two. They do still have Eli Apple. Didn't they? They lost William Jackson, right? He went to Washington. Eli Apple starting. They have Eli Apple, Chidobe Awuzie, and then the guy from Pittsburgh. Eli Apple is starting outside. That should say a lot. Eli Apple versus Justin Jefferson, we're going to get to see it. Yeah, I personally, like, I was thinking about taking the Bengals until I saw that because that's yeah. a big blow. That, that's exactly it. If If Trey Williams was playing, I'm taking Cincinnati, and I'm not really thinking twice about it. Also, you got to think about the Bengals. They're going to have a slow start. I don't think Joe Burrow is going to go out there and hit the ground running. You know, he, he had a bad injury last year, a horrific injury that ended his rookie year. So he's technically still a rookie, that's coming off of a gruesome injury with a team that has the talent, but I'm not sure they're going to be able to put it together against the Vikings' defense. They're pretty good. I mean, they were pretty bad last year, but they put steps to get into the right direction. Daniel Hunter is going to be back. He seems to always be hurt, but week one he's going to be back. So Harrison Smith got an extension. I just to see the Vikings winning this one personally. No, that's fair. I, I, I agree with you on that. Like I said, if Trey Waynes is playing – Um, I'm taking Cincinnati. This is one of those. I would have at least thought about it. Yeah. But, I mean, with him being out and Eli Apple covering either Adam Thielen or Or Justin Justin Jefferson. Jefferson, That's not a good sign. And I don't like that too much. If Cincinnati wins this one, I think they also got D.D. Westbrook to play in a slot. I think they did too. So, there you go on that one. Minnesota's got a very high-power offense. Cincinnati will be able, maybe we'll be able to hang with them in a shootout. As long as Daniel Hunter doesn't go run rampant on Joe Burrow, and they um they got um, they got a defensive tackle too, right? They got um Dalvin Tomlinson from the Giants, and they got Michael Pierce who opted out of last season, who's a very good defensive tackle as well. So I mean the Vikings' defensive line. Eric Kendricks. Eric Kendricks in the middle as well. They still got Anthony Barr. He's coming back from Pat injury. Pat Pete. Pat Pete. Sorry. What was that? They for? got Harrison. Smith. <laughs> they got Harrison Smith up top, but I mean as long as Daniel Hunter doesn't go eat. I um Riley Rife's lunch. I got Vikings. <laughs> yeah, I take Minnesota. I'll leave it at that. And um, this is a game we um touched on on YouTube a lot. The Panthers Jets. Panthers are five point favorites, and the over under of this game is forty five. Go ahead and give me the Panthers minus five. Five and a, five point favorites. The Panthers are. I'm taking them. I said on YouTube, I think this gets ugly. I think the Panthers go blow the Jets out and I'm gonna leave it at that. I personally like it's hard to say Sam Darnold's gonna blow anybody out. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> but, but I do think the Car- I think Carolina wins this game. Sam Darnold, Robbie Anderson, revenge game. The Panthers are just better. The Jets have a new quarterback, a new head coach. I don't know who they're gonna even start a running back, but he might even be a rookie. The receiving core is Corey Davis, who's new to the quarterback. The team is just new. It's young, and I don't think they're going to be very good at the start. So, for me, give me the Panthers. they got a young defense that's getting better every year. Then you got Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, Sam Darnold, not to mention Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. So, I think with those guys right there, give me the Carolina Panthers beating the New York Jets. I agree. And while we're on the topic, I just put the old Miss-Louisville game on. Matt Corral for Heisman this year. Matt Corral, dog. Um, all right. Next game, game of the week, the greatest podcast on Turfs. Game A- 1A of the week because <laughs> we got two games of the weeks at the greatest podcast on turf. Game 1B of the week, Titans-Cardinals. The um, Cardinals, op- the Titans open up as two and a half point favorites, and the over/under that game is 52. I'm taking the over and give me the Titans minus two and a half. I also took the Titans. Yeah, I did as well. Um, this game is going to be very close. I'm really, really, really excited to see. There goes Matt Corral, making throwing dots already. I'm very excited to see what Kyler D. Hop do together, but I'm also very, very excited to see Ryan Tannehill. Throwing the ball to Julio and Antonio Brown and Derrick Henry. This is two top offenses in the NFL. Did you say Antonio Brown? Did I? I don't know. I'm, I, I think I may have. <laughs> I met AJ Brown. But yeah, I figured. This is two of the top offenses in football versus low tier, mid mid tier defensive defenses in football. This one was one of those ones that I really thought long and hard about, but I I think the Titans may be able to pull this one out. The X factor of this game is 110% Derrick Henry. I don't think he'll get involved much just because I feel like there's going to be a lot of throwing the ball, but give me the Titans minus two and a half. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about this game. I personally think that the Titans, they can do whatever they want on offense against this Carolina or Carolina. Arizona Cardinals. Arizona, Arizona. Cardinals. Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> that was mixed with Carolina. Arizona Cardinals defense, I don't think there's much there. They could throw to Julio, A.J. Brown, or they could run up the middle with Eric Henry. Kind of same thing said on Arizona's side. They could throw it up to D-Hop and be fine. Because yeah. I don't think the Titans are really going to say nothing about that. But not if Caleb Farley has anything to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> with that being said, give me the Titans at home. I'm a Ryan Tannehill fan. I do think this game is going to be a shootout. I think they're both going to score. I can see either team winning this game I, with I, no yeah, doubt. I agree. Like, Ky- this- like I said, Kyler Murray and D-Hop can win any type of game that they get put into, in my personal I'll opinion. I'll tell you right now. They need to get Derek Carr and Andy Dolan out of primetime Sunday night football. And Sunday night games should be Kansas City, Cleveland, and Cardinals-Titans. These should not be afternoon games. They put crappy games on at night because people have to watch them. That's fair,
1: but it's now in I mean, game
0: one, so you have to watch it. I do like Tennessee. I do this. This is one of those games that could go either way, and will go either way. <laughs> yep, you could say that about every game, but <laughs> That's nah, fair. this is like this game is going to be one of the very good games, and this got voted as one of the greatest podcasts on turf games of the week. For sure, I'm probably watching this game. So we were definitely watching this game. And moving on to the greatest podcast on turf game one a of the week. Cleveland Browns traveling back into Kansas City after a brutal divisional round loss that they suffered last year in the playoffs. The Kansas City Chiefs open up at a very, very high six and a half point favorites, and the over under that game is 52 and a half. I didn't even have an answer for this one because I couldn't decide who I think's going to win. I swear to God, I left it blank on my notes. I, I didn't fill it out because I'm going to have to decide. I don't know. And for gonna, our bet purposes, you have to write purposes, something down. I have to decide. You have to write something down for our who bet Who wins his game? While he's yeah. thinking, I'll while go ahead. ahead Why I think go ahead and talk so it's not quiet. Um, I personally think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win this game. That's what I'm thinking. In yeah. theory, the Browns—they're a great team. I get it, but the Chiefs are at home. The offensive line is rebuilt. Pat Mahomes lost in a Super Bowl. He's going to be off for blood. Tyree Hill Travis Kelsey. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I think, is going to have a good year. The offensive line, like I said. The defense, eh, they have Honey Badger, and that's kind of where the line runs out. But personally, I think the Chiefs are just – they're just – it's hard to beat the Chiefs. Pat Mahomes is the second-best quarterback in the league right now. Behind Tom Brady. But he has probably – he has the best weapons in the league, without a doubt, in my opinion. Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey have put up 1,000 yards the past probably 10 years. Joke, but (laughs) you know what I mean. Uh you, you can't stop this offense. And you could argue, you could say the same thing about the Browns. They can run up the middle on you the whole entire game. This game is one of those games that can go either way. I don't see the six-point spread, personally. No. The only, the only reason it could be a six-point spread is if they never kick a field goal and they only score touchdowns, and the Chiefs are the last team to score a touchdown. I'm glad you said that, because that's exactly <laughs> where I was going to pick up when you got done. But I'm still taking the Chiefs. I'm not touching the spread. No. I'm probably not touching you over either. It seems too good to be true. Yeah. When it is, it usually is. So just give me the Chiefs in this one. After a long thought, I took Kansas City as well. Like Ryan said, I'm not touching the spread of this one. It's going to be tough. And Cleveland hasn't won a week one game since in like 15 years or something. They haven't won a week one. In like 15 years, they haven't won a game in week one. That played and honestly that played a big factor in my decision. To be fair, they haven't made won many games uh, in the past fifteen years. <laughs> that's fair. But no, nah, I mean, like you said, it's it's hard to go week one in Kansas City, beat Kansas City. Kansas City is a team who is going to be playing with a chip on their shoulder the entire year after they got embarrassed in the Super Bowl. I'll tell you right now, I know them. I know they wanna I know they want Brady again in the Super Bowl. I know they wanna see Tom Brady. And I know that's what they're going for. Kansas City Chiefs are hungry for a Super Bowl. They're trying to get back after getting embarrassed last year. So I'll go Kansas City starting out hot. Creed Humphrey gets to see his boy Baker again. Yeah, and Creed Humphrey is only a 64 overall in Madden. Unbelievable. Not happy. Boomer sooner. <laughs> Should Maybe. be at least 72. Yeah, at least. For a second-round pick, 64? Yeah. Disrespectful. Yeah. Ole Miss takes a commanding 6-0 lead after the kicker missed the PAT. These <laughs> kickers are terrible. <laughs> Did you see Art Kicker? You made, like, 350 bombs? (laughs) Yep. Anyways, (laughs) next game, Packers-Saints. Packers-Saints. In New Orleans. No, it's in Jacksonville. It's in Jacksonville. Because Yeah, because Hurricane Ida. Packers are four-and-a-half point favorites. Give me Green Bay. I'll take that four-and-a-half. I'm taking the Packers, but I'm a huge believer in... Like, I know this sounds fishy, maker. but I think the only reason the Saints won is because of the hurricane. And, <laughs> and that's, that, that is a very <laughs> fair assumption. But I'll tell you right now, I'm not going to let you sit here and tell me that Jameis Winston comes out week one <laughs> and beats Aaron Rodgers on his last ride. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not touching this game in a 10 football. I'm still taking the Packers, but <laughs> I, I agree. Not to, I, if I th- if I remembered that that happened, I would have said it on the on the YouTube segment. Yeah, but I'm not touching. Don't touch this game with a ten foot pole. I could see, I, I see <laughs> the Saints blowing it out. <laughs> Dog, if they get blown out, for that would city. be some crazy stuff. They yo. can literally blow them out for the city. I could see it for the city of New Orleans, Louisiana. I could see it, like it's, but you still got to take the Packers. Yeah, you have to. I'm like, it's, it's Aaron Rodgers' last ride. It's Devontae Adams, probably his last ride in Green Bay. It's Super Bowl or bust for them this year? Do I think they win a the Super Bowl? No. But it's Super Bowl or bust for them this year because after this year, they're losing one of the greatest ever. And then Devontae Adams, who's their best receiver in football. For the city, though. For the, I understand, and it's a shame what happened to the city. It affected, like, New Jersey. New Jersey got destroyed. Philly got destroyed. My, um, we got lucky. My stepmom's basement, like, she lives up in Philly. Her basement got, like, flooded. Like, her shit, mess, stuff was all messed up. We did get very lucky. We got very lucky. But, nah, prayers up for Louisiana. I'm and taking the Packers, Worth. but I want the Saints to win. They 100% deserve it. Anyways, Aaron Rodgers can, I don't care what he does. They deserve to win. Prayers up to everyone affected by Hurricane Ida, Louisiana, all the way up to New Jersey, New York. Prayers to you guys. Um, But, yeah, I could see this one going either way. I will not be circling either team on my parlay sheet Sunday morning. Absolutely not. And with that being said, moving on to my New England Patriots versus the – Miami Dolphins. The Patriots open up as three-point favorites. Underdogs. Oh no, no, no! You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I took my Patriots on this one. I took Dolphins. We had Miami's number week one last year. I think they beat us at the end of the year. I can't remember. Probably did. But um, they were probably starting FitzMagic week one too. So it's fair. We were starting Cam Newton week one. Who's a lot better than Mac? Who? Who in my? Uh, Did you see the report that um, Mac Jones was teaching Cam Newton the playbook? (laughs) Did you see that report? (laughs) No, but it's funny. (laughs) I don't know how true that is. Rob Ninkovich said it, I think. I don't know how he's tied in with the organization. Wait, it wasn't like DMs or something? I don't know. I don't know, but it came out. I'm not reading into that. Anyways, the uh, Dolphins-Patriots, I'm personally taking the Dolphins here. The Patriots are starting a rookie quarterback week one. I don't love that personally. Uh, the Dolphins, they have firepower on offense. Jalen Waddell, Will Fuller, I know he's suspended week one, but they still have Devontae Parker. I feel like doesn't know got miss him. Either way, Miles Gaskin, a running back, yeah. Mike Gesicki a tight end. And the defense is pretty good. I know the Patriots probably have a better defense, but they're without Stefan Gilmore. and Yeah, Gilmore's out the first six weeks. Yeah, so gonna, that, I mean, that's right, going to. I just I don't see Mac Jones going out there getting a. Week one win against a stud defense and a Bronco or Dolphins. I listen, don't see it happening. I've been debating on saying letting these words come out of my mouth all day. I've been thinking about it, I have, but I'm gonna go ahead and put my faith in Mac Jones for this one. <laughs> <laughs> listen. That's great. <laughs> listen. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm going I'm, I'm gonna glad give Mac I'm um, gonna give Mac Jones the benefit of the doubt on this one. As bad as I think he will be Hopefully he comes out and does good. Clip Hopefully, it, Chad. Clip it. Clip it, Chad. If you're listening to this, clip it. Hey, say what you want. I'm using it as a scapegoat to cover my own ass. I don't give a shit. If I'm wrong, I'll say, oh, I was wrong about Mac Jones. Damn. It's okay to be wrong. I'll stick to what I said. I don't think Mac Jones is going to be very good. But I hope he is good for a, the sake of being a Patriots fan. That is fair. I don't see the week one win, so I am taking the Bronco, or. Why do I keep calling on the Broncos? Cause I'm taking the Dolphins, next. <laughs> and I'm completely staying away from this game betting-wise. No, nah, I took the Patriots, and I agree with you staying away betting-wise. I will be rocking my Matt Judon jersey again on Sunday, just like I'm rocking right now, if you saw our YouTube video. That's fair. Well, depending when you're watching this, because I'll have something different on the next video, because we're recording Monday. That's also true. So, um, but yeah, I'll take the Patriots. I'll put my faith in Mac Jones for this week. See how he does, and um, clip it. we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. (laughs) Next game, we got the Broncos' two-and-a-half-point favorites in New York against the Giants. Give me Denver. I'm picking Denver. Give me Denver against the spread as well. Give me the Broncos' minus two-and-a-half, and I'll leave it at that. I agree 100%. I think the Broncos are a better team than the Giants. I think Teddy Bridgewater is a safer quarterback than Daniel Jones. I didn't like the acquisition of Kenny Galladay. Saquon Barkley still banged up. I don't see this offense with a hot start at all because Saquon, didn't, Saquon hasn't played in a long time. Saquon hasn't practiced fully. And he hasn't played in a year. Yeah, And then Kenny Galladay probably hasn't practiced fully. Now I might be wrong about that, but he's been banged up this whole entire yeah. offseason. Uh, Evan Ingram's probably banged up. Yeah. Knowing him... He got hurt in the preseason game. Excuse my yawn. He got hurt in the preseason game and, like, left the game. So the this Rangers. offense is yeah. definitely going to have a slow start. The defense, it's still good. They have Peppers. They have – it's Peppers, right? Jabro yeah, Peppers, Peppers. James Radbury, Blake Martinez had a very good Leonard preseason. Williams. Leonard Williams, who got big money. But the Broncos also have a great defensive back. And then Von Azeez Miller. Azizo Jolari, who they drafted out of Georgia. Yeah. But the Broncos still haven't beat, in my opinion, on the defensive side. So – Give me the Broncos, and yes, I will take Broncos minus two and a half. Yeah, um, I agree on that one. The Bron, the Giants are ha- are in a rough spot. They have a tough couple games to start. They play um Denver Sunday afternoon, and then Thursday night. Ne- that following Thursday, they play Washington. That's going to be tough to get your um your franchise running back going, coming off an ACL injury against two of the better defenses Danny in the Dimes NFL. Is get picked off and then benched by Cam Newton. Yeah, that's yeah. what it's going to look like. <laughs> But, no, I mean, I like Denver on this one. I get they're traveling across country, but I'm not. But it's tough for me to go ahead and bet against the Denver Broncos, who have a very good team, and the only hole they have is quarterback. Similar with the Giants, but the Giants' offense isn't healthy as well. At least the Broncos' hole in quarterback is just a little hole where you, like, hurt your ankle. Yeah. But, like, the hole of Daniel Jones is their entire season. You'll never get out of it. Yeah, exactly. Because he will lose you a game. Yes. He, Teddy. I don't think Teddy Bridgewater will ever lose you a football game because he's not... Like he, his ceiling might be low, but yeah, his floor but is also right next to it. Yeah, Daniel Jones, <laughs> it's like, that hole is deep. You know I couldn't have said it better. I'm, I, so. You said that perfect. And um, what do we got? Two games left, the Sunday night And games. they're both going to be blowouts probably. Most likely. I'm hoping his first one is so they can realize that they picked the wrong quarterback. You're talking... I'm ho- no, I'm hoping the Rams blow out the Bears so they can oh, realize that yeah, they took yeah, the Oh, oh, I thought you were saying the Bears are going to blow out no, the Rams. No, no, no. Rams-Bears. Um, Rams open up as seven-and-a-half point favorites. Over-under is 44. Give me the Rams. And- Make Andy Dalton look silly. Yes, please. Okay, I'll take the Rams, but give me the Bears plus seven-and-a-half. It's a lot of points. That is a lot of points. But it could get ugly, though, because Chicago's... Not all that in a bag of chips, and Andy Dalton is their quarterback. Yeah, I think I'm going to take the Rams. Like we've talked about with the Bears, there's a two-week window where they can throw Justin Fields in there, get him some real time against the Lions and the Raiders. I'm not betting it. And then it. feed him to the Wolves. I'm not betting it, but I if I, if I was, I would take Rams minus 7.5. And uh, dude, Andy Dalton throwing passes to Who? Because Allen Robinson is going to be out of the equation. Darnell Mooney, <laughs> <laughs> money with two O's. Even the Ram Durant, isn't the Rams' second corner good too Williams. Yeah, he's. All He'll right. probably shut down Mooney. <laughs> yeah, but they, I mean I don't know. They still have Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. So with that being said, the Rams better blow him out. Yeah, they, always, they If Matt Stafford wants to be the man, he better blow this team out because it's his former team in the Bears, yeah, not his former, his former team, but division rival. rival. Yeah. Now nah, that's fair. Um, give me the Rams. I don't think Chicago has a shot. They do always play each other good. I feel like I'll give them that, but... Bears probably play everybody good because they're defense. But they got Matt, the Rams got Matt Stafford. Now, nah, this is no more Jared Goff situation. This is Matt Stafford. They're taking that next step up, and they're playing for a Super Bowl this year in that wild, wild <laughs> NFC. I disagree. Um, <laughs> I know. Instead of, instead of jumping on that Matt Stafford debate, let's just jump to the Ravens. Four and a half point favorites in Las Vegas. Give me for the Las Ravens. Vegas's first game. Give me the Ravens and give me that Ravens minus four and a half. I agree, one hundred percent. I don't think Vegas has anything to say to these boys. I mean, nope. It's Derek Carr and Henry Ruggs versus
1: a Lamar team full Jackson of studs
0: and Mark Andrews. Yeah, I mean nah, Gus the Bus Edwards. The Raiders. The Raiders can't. Have they may have some firepower on offense going with Waller and Ruggs and this guy Brian Edwards if he pans out. No. Dude.
1: He's now, been trying to
0: pan out the past seven years. This is a years. second year. Well, he was last year, too. Yeah. But now, <laughs> All the, the Ravens, now. they... The Raiders may have firepower on offense, but the Raiders are a bottom five team in the NFL this year. They're not on They're not on anything. No, and the, the Ravens have a stud defense. And yeah, they have a great defensive mind ahead coach and John Harbaugh, or Jim Harbaugh, whichever one it is. Coach Harbaugh I'll say, they have Lamar Jackson who's one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. They have a solid offense. They got Gus Edwards, Sammy Watkins, Hollywood Brown if he plays, Rashad Bateman rookie if he plays. I mean, he's not playing. Bateman's out. Is Hollywood out? I don't think Hollywood's out, but Bateman, I'm Bateman's I think Bateman got put on IR. Oh, really? But not out for the season. I think it's like a couple-week IR. All right, yeah, but moral of the story, the Raiders suck, and the Ravens got this one, and that four-and-a-half-point spread. Rashad Bateman undergo groin surgery. May miss Baltimore Ravens' season opener. Oh. That was three weeks ago. I think he's missing – I think he's on IR for a couple weeks. So, yeah, moral of the story, the Raiders suck, and the Ravens got this one, and that four-and-a-half-point spread is easy. I'm filling it out on all my parlays. Yep. And that's all the games. That is all the games. So, like we said, we're going to keep track every single week – and at the end, we're going to see who won. 170 bills on the line at the end total. This is just a preview of how we're going to be doing our episodes every week. Like we said, this week we only have about two YouTube videos and one podcast this week. Am I right? Yes, you are. Two YouTube because we got Best Bets, the podcast, and then we'll have a stardom sit So, yeah, um... Yeah, this is just a preview. We're gonna have um this week's only three, but starting next week we'll have two more additional episodes every week. Can't it's, have waiver wire when there's no games. Yeah, exactly. And then we can't have take biggest takeaways from last week when, when there's, there's no, no games. Last week. <laughs> yep. So yeah, thank you guys for showing us love. Keep killing it. Keep showing us love. It's football season. If you guys are new here, I know it's late to say this. Like and subscribe, follow yeah. us, whatever. But, yeah, keep showing us love. Thank you, guys. We're going to keep bringing you guys so much football content. It's football season now. Like we said, minimum five episodes a week, maybe more. Make touch on some college football pretty soon as well. Like, subscribe, show us love, and um, we'll see you guys next week, all right? See ya. Peace.